This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome, badass friends, to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name's Laurie, and I'm here with my partner, Jessica. Hello. And we are so happy that you are here again for another week of, yeah, our random musings about all of these wild topics that we think are so fun. (laughs) Um, Today, it would be so wonderful if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, Write us a review. Share this episode on your Instagram feed or your stories. I don't know. Wherever you put things, put it there (laughs) and show it to your people (laughs) Um, because we love the support and the podcast is growing so fast right now. It's really, really exciting. There's lots of fun things coming on and we want to make sure that uh, all your people see it. So let's talk uh, self-love today. I've been on this self-love vibe, you know. and I'm feeling it, and I feel like it's one of those things that, like, you hear about, and you're like, get the da 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 yeah, self-love, whatever, file it away. Like, I'll work on that. I have that. You know, I love myself. Um, but when you move into it and deeper into it, self-love is sticky. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, like, the cornerstone of all other things, Literally everything. Really, um, that working on self-love <laughs> is real work. Yeah, like it's deep. And one thing that I have noticed in my own experience with self-love is like how it at in before recently, put it that way, it was kind of like the last priority in the love game. You know, like I wanted to love life or the planet, or other people, or my friends, or I wanted to love my career, I wanted to love my car, I wanted to love, you know, like, um, but this conversation about, like, if I love all those things, then I would love myself for doing that, you know, I would love myself, and that it's kind of the opposite in reverse of all of that, right, that if you can play this internal game of how you actually feel about yourself, valuing yourself, doing things because feels good to you specifically, um, that all of those other things in the love game kind of naturally fall into place. Um, And what helped me start to really embrace that was some of these mm, mantras, things that I would say to myself that would make me feel really uncomfortable. Things like... um, I mean, you can get really simple. I love myself. Like there was a time where that felt really uncomfortable to say, to feel into. It felt selfish or self-indulgent or, um, yeah, just like not aware of everybody and everything else. You know, like I had this real holistic idea of where my love needed to go and the last place it ever really went directly anyway, was to me. So, yeah, like pouring into 
yourself kind of became this thing that sprouted out of a healing journey and then really got me connected to the like how little I actually focused on the self-love game. Yeah. <laughs> it's also so weird because it seems so simple. It really does seem simple. Like for me and like this journey that I'm on, I feel like I love myself a whole lot more than mm. I used to. And it's really, really, really easy to say, oh, yeah, the affirmations and to say things to friends. Well, I mean, I would never let my friends talk about themselves the way I talk to myself. Of not. Yeah. Like. But to really, truly, deeply love yourself, you know, is a whole other ball game and still a very big work in progress for me. Yeah. Because it's a roller coaster. There are times where I'm feeling myself mm. and I'm like, damn, where did you go? You know, like, and that has, you know, not necessarily with vanity or looks, you know, we're talking about accomplishments or creations or thoughts or, you know, like there's so many things that you could love about mm -hmm. yourself. Right. But, um, yeah, it's so freaking easy to say and to do the affirmations and to say, I love myself. And then deep down, you're like, no, you don't actually no, actually, no, you don't. Because if you did love yourself, you wouldn't have, um, sacrificed this being or this part of yourself. You wouldn't have said yes when you really meant no. You wouldn't have allowed someone to speak to you this way. You wouldn't have, you know what I mean? Like it's a And doozy. even that, like number one indicator that your self-love game is improving is that you're not so fucking harsh with yourself or critical of yourself, you know, where because I feel like our internal dialogue is such a good indicator of where we are on this self-love game and that there was never um, anybody I was as harsh with as I was myself when things didn't turn out the way that I thought that they were going to, you know, um, that nowadays I'm a lot easier on myself when I don't live up to whatever expectation I think I should be, you know, like moving into at the time. And that I'm so aware, like when I do act out of fear or act out of anger or act out at all, that I'm immediately like, hmm, what's that bringing what's that up, about? Laurie? Like, <laughs> and it, it, but I'm not like, God, you fucking idiot. Like, why did you right. do that? You know, like, so you move into things. It's like how you would talk to a child. Right. Like, you know. Let's I would never say to Adelaide, on, you know? God, like, you idiot. Exactly. You, you know? know? Like, yeah. What's your problem? Right. Like, I would say, hey, tell me what this is about. Yeah. What is this bringing up for you? Totally. Or did, how did we get here? Right. You know? What's going on? And that that is such a, it's a more loving, gentle approach. Like, and it's such a good, um, it's such a good practice to talk to yourself like you're a child that you love. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Because really, we're all children. All of us. <laughs> and especially when we're acting out. Right. We're like connecting to some, usually a childhood trauma or usually, wound, you know? And like, it's like these needs that haven't been met. Totally. So the other interesting thing about 
self-love is like you are loved and you are love. And so this idea of being loved ED versus being love, period, you know, and that we all want to be loved. But if we are love, then it's the same thing, right? And so it's kind of this holistic approach to coming at things from a heart center. And I know over the last few months anyway, like we've talked a lot about a heart center as far as operating from what's the highest form of love that I can express. And always that's going to be the love that you can like turn back around on yourself, which is going to allow you to be more compassionate with you, with other people, with the world at large. And that you can't be compassionate and loving with other people if you're not being compassionate and loving with yourself, you know? As our friend RuPaul says. True. <laughs> if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody Truth. else? Can I get a name? Amen. <laughs> and the congregation goes wild. Um, again, another cliche yeah. that you grow up hearing, you know, that, and I know lots of people who would argue that and be like, I can love lots of people and not love myself, you know? And that it's not the same. I guess what I'm, the real concept of self-love is there is this on the surface, I love you, I love me. But then you go down a layer deeper where nobody else can like determine that for you, you know? And that the way that you if we're getting metaphysical, the way you vibrate, where your frequency is when you're in touch with that self-love is so much higher. And you can achieve and grasp and see things that you couldn't achieve and grasp and see before. Um, and people notice it. They recognize it. They're attracted to it. They want to work with it. They want to get naked with it. They want mm -hmm. to do, you know, like you are attractive to other beings when you're in touch with that loving of self. Um, and you feel better, you know, like things that seemed really out of reach or really hard to grasp before are they come to you easier and things are more in flow. You know, mm -hmm. you operate in that space. And I've tried to like think back to like when I've had big shifts in self-love because I'm thinking like gradually we all move closer and closer into it, I would hope. But some of the biggest shifts in my own self-love game came when I started to stand up for myself as opposed to rolling over and doing things that maybe I didn't feel so in alignment with. And some of those things are like major breakthroughs where I was like, no more, I'm not doing this shit anymore, you know, and like everything changed. But some of them too, even up to current day is like, like if there's a project that I want to do, and it sounds like a good idea. And so I start the ball rolling on the project and then I get a little further into it and I'm just like not that into it. <laughs> you know, like I want to do it. It's okay. I could totally show up and do it. It would probably be fine, you know, mm -hmm. like, but it's kind of like the fuck yes or the fuck no thing, you know, mm -hmm. like that it's not a full bodied, oh my God, I can't wait to do this yes kind of situation. And so do I move forward with those things or do I not? Mm -hmm. 
and there's one project right now that I'm like seriously working with where like I started it. I like the idea. The closer I get to it, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like the idea so much. It almost starts to look like something that it's going to be a lot of work and I'm going to be the one doing most of the work. And so I'm really trying to like move away from that where I'm doing the heavy lifting for a group mm-hmm. of people. And so, yeah, like I'm thinking about maybe not doing it, even though I've kind of already committed, you know, and um, I haven't put out any marketing, like I've not sold any tickets for it or anything, but like I'm thinking about pulling out just because the vibe doesn't feel right anymore. And that feels really weird to me to be like, yeah, y'all, I've been planning this with you. We're going to do this event. We're going to do this thing. And that the more I start to feel into it, my guidance and all my internal cues are like, yeah, you could. But what would happen if you didn't? And maybe something even better, more in alignment, you know, like, and that that's a really loving thing for me to back out gracefully when I'm kind of sensing that it's not what I want to do anymore. Um, which also like hits all of my shame triggers and my fear triggers about not being reliable or saying I'd do something and then not following through with it. Like that sometimes acts of self-love don't make sense. Well, to others, others, you know, and that you really have to be uh, grounded in that in order for it to not matter if it's going to disappoint other people when you're doing what you need to do to love yourself, you know, Mm kind of like you were saying, like you don't show everybody your mat. Like I'm not obligated to show up and do any of these things. I do them because I want to or I don't. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like self-love is a really interesting game when it's nuanced like that because it wasn't about taking bubble baths or, you know, like getting my nails done. Right. It has way more to do with like what am I willing to commit to or back out of. Energetically, yeah, yeah, too. Um, For me, I think that self-love is the secret to healing and I say that because we've said it so many times with, um, like, when you heal yourself, you heal the world. Because I feel like the way we show ourselves love or the way we love ourselves teaches people how we expect to be treated um, or what we'll tolerate and what we won't tolerate. Um, And I think that that inspires people to maybe rethink the way they love themselves or what they tolerate or what they don't tolerate. Mm -hmm. And if we, it's like this chain reaction. So, you know, I've seen so many women, you included, like showing themselves gracefully self-love. That has inspired me to show myself Mm. self-love. That has inspired so many of my friends and clients behind the chair to show themselves self-love that when we do realize that we are loved and that we are love, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, um, I don't want to fuck this up. Um, God lives in me, with me, through me, as me, you know, kind of thing. That when you look at yourself as like this divinely created source, um, that everything else just seems so 
silly. It truly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like. Like how was I making shit so difficult? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that if we all just like inspired each other to look at ourselves that way, I think that we could heal the world, you know, yeah. like I want to hang out with people who view themselves that way. And I'm not saying like you have to, or that it's easy or, you know, like it's your life, do what you want. But, um, that I'd rather live in that space than in, um, a, uh, a space of like, well, you can't have this without this. And, you know, I always go back to what Lizzo says. <laughs> Sage. You know, like, you can have it all with no sacrifice. Like, you truly can. And that, um, that, yeah, that I think that self-love is just, it's the key to a healing journey. Truth. Because, like, you, you can't, I'm not saying you can't, maybe it's possible, but, like, I think that anyone who loves themselves is willing to heal. Truly. Well, yeah, and you're, like, so much of a healing journey is recovering how far you've been separated from your wholeness. Right. Well, your and oneness, sometimes you, you don't know? realize no. how um, far gone you are. No. <laughs> heard like Until I feel like that on the regular like, oh <laughs> where have I been like what's happening I'm also so entertained when you talk about self-love like I know with me it's also cyclical that and like some of it has to do with um scheduling so I may be more loving of myself when I'm like slowing down and having downtime and processing things than when I'm really busy and on the go and I'm doing things, you know, like, so when I'm in my doing mode, I tend to be more critical of myself or have fall into some of those old ways of thinking, you know, that aren't serving me because I'm doing and go, 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 go. But when I slow down and I have time to like process and work with things, I am more aware of what's going on or definitely I think that there are hormonal reasons for it sometimes right we're like the world's coming to a freaking end and nothing is going right and what and I'm so detached from this wholeness this oneness this divinity space you know that I'll hit a hormonal switch and then I'll be like oh my god you're so funny like yesterday was the end of the world you know yeah. and today everything's fine, you know? And that so much of this perspective about where we exist when things are like perceived good or perceived bad, that I love this conversation about self-love because then it doesn't really matter if it's good or it's bad. It just becomes this experience, you know, of... Just is. It just is, yeah. And how do I love myself better regardless of which side of that spectrum I'm on, you know, show yourself grace and that even things that are really horrible and painful are still interesting. And that when you have love for yourself, then you're just like experiencing this really interesting feeling that's fleeting, you know, and is going to be gone anyway. Um, that things have more impermanence and it's okay. You know, like that there's that the self-soothing mechanisms that we lose so often in conditioning kind of start to come back where you're trying to find ways to 
soothe yourself in healthy ways and that that's really like the highest form of self-love. Um, I think it was Danielle Laporte that really like hit home with me about this, like, what do you need thing, you know? And just like asking yourself. And I think I started, but I wasn't asking myself. I was asking other people who were upset or struggling or, you know, dealing. So tell me what you need. And that that was such a foreign concept for them to connect to this idea that they needed something. I have needs. And I get to tell you what I need and you might give it to me. Like, what? Um, But that when I started asking myself what I needed, I got some really interesting and simple answers. Mm -hmm. Like, breathe deeply. Or go sit out in the sunshine. Or lay down. You know, like, and that it was never that big of a deal what I needed, but it actually was everything. And that asking yourself what you need and then delivering on that is a high act of self-love. And you'll be amazed at like the little things you can do that are going to shift you into that greater love. It's kind of like, you know, when someone has a baby and you're like, oh, can I come over and see the baby? How can I help? You know? And it's like, I don't, need you to see the baby I mean thank you but like I need to do laundry shower I need to take a shower yeah I need to you know what I mean like so much of that is like you know I think that a lot of especially young moms are like nothing I'm fine I'm fi- everything's fine everything's fine um as they're dying inside mm-hmm. so it's like you know also be aware that I mean, trust, yes. So, like, if I ask someone what they need and they're like, nothing, okay. But do you need a nap? Right. Do you need, you know, I can't give you a nap, but I can support you in that idea. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, like. Or it's also this idea of, like, sometimes it's really nice not to tell somebody what you need and for them to just observe and take action, too, you know, which on the topic of the new mom. I'll just show up yeah, and take the baby and start doing the dishes and tell right. them to go away and go do something else, <laughs> you know, like, um, and that it's also really hard for a caregiver, whether you're a new mom or you're taking care of an elderly, an elderly, yeah, yeah, family member, a friend or somebody who's injured, you know, mm-hmm. like that when we're in caregiver stage, it is super hard to think about self-care and self-love because I know I kind of go into a bubble where I can exclusively care for somebody else and not really think about my own needs for long periods of time, usually until my body's like, hey, pay (laughs) attention to me, you know? (laughs) Or like um, it happens a lot too at work. So like if you're behind the chair and you're like going into the eight to 10 hour day, like, how many hours do you turn before you stop and pee? Like, that you Sometimes can... too many. Yeah, check out of your physical body enough where your needs are not as important as the thing you're trying to do at the time, right? And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing that we have that ability to shift into gear and get things done. Slash, there's always an aftermath to that. Right. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have the hangover from not listening to your own (laughs) needs eventually. Well, you know, and sometimes, like, so many people, like, try to help, right? So, like, (laughs) I'll 
I'll be in a situation where a client will be like, do you need to stop? Do you need to eat something? Go ahead and have lunch. I'll just sit here. It's fine. And I'm like, if I go eat lunch and you just sit here, I'm going to be so far behind. Right. that You like, don't know what that means. That sometimes we get ourselves in a situation where the self-care and self-love backfires. Right. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, no. If I gave myself what I needed right now, my whole day will be fucked. Right. <laughs> like, or if I stop, I'll never get back up. Yes. Which is what it's like at like a hair show. Where I'm like, yes. I can't sit down. Like, there's no rest right now because when I quit moving, there's no more moving. You right. know, like it's kind of like it's, taking your bra off at the end of the day. It's over. It's over. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like that. Those, and I have been. I we kind of tested this in Costa Rica a little bit because this concept of like ignoring our own needs or not really paying attention to the self love game. I would remember events that I would do in the salon industry where like a weekend's worth of events I would finish and I would be completely depleted, like on every single level, have nothing left. And I didn't want our events to be like that. I wanted it to be like this really uh, symbiotic vibe of like, yeah, we're hosting a retreat and we're working, but we're also on a retreat, you know, and that there are, that there was a lot of support and time built in. So we had time to not be going 90 to nothing. And I think that that did not turn out the way I expected it to, you know, like that it wasn't bad, but it was hard to go from high gear to low gear, from high gear to low gear. Um, And I feel like we've kind of got it worked out this next trip where that will be a little bit more in alignment. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a learning experience, but it was hard to hold space for so many people and to take care of ourselves. Yes. Whereas I feel like this next time we're going to try it a different route (laughs) where maybe we can have a little more self-love and self-care. Yes. That it can be both ways and that you don't have to do things where you like completely run all the way through the empty tank before you stop to refill again, you know? Um, and that that's all, yeah, like you said, a massive learning curve to figure all of that stuff out. I'm also trying to think about, like, um, that stepping into this self-love game so much is also a giant, like, activity in gratitude and appreciation, like, for yourself, for the things that you did that are turning into other things, you know, or for the things that you didn't do that you, you know, are like, God, I'm so glad that I didn't do that. Um, That it is a journey and that you do have to notice and appreciate the things that you're doing for yourself in order for those things to grow and flourish, you know, like it seems so, again, simple and stupid, but that this relationship that you have with yourself needs attention mm-hmm. like any other relationship in your life. If you don't feed it and listen to it and, you know, like explore how you're going to take it to the next level or what you understood or learned about yourself today, like that these things need work and that with all of the things that demand our attention today, it's hard to carve out and make time to focus exclusively on your relationship with yourself, but so super, super important. Mm -hmm. Um, 
What do you think you're doing that? <laughs> um Wow. Well, I mean, like as far as carving out yeah, time. Um well, I have worked behind the chair less. I've been more particular about the clients that I take. Um, I have set really like strict, which will actually like more so go into effect like here at the end of the year and into 2023, like more strict boundaries with salon versus badass ladies club versus like myself time. Um, and yeah, that, um, I'm really just trying to think of like one thing that I could do that would make me happy or whatever. And if that means, um, or a walk. Great. If that means going to a dance class. Awesome. If that means going to a yoga class, even better, you know, um, just little things, reading a book, you know, little things to feed my soul and to fill my cup up a little bit more. Um, and then to reflect really, um, cause I hate the days where it just like goes by and then I fall asleep and the next day I'm like, what even happened? Um, that, yeah, it's just like these little progress pieces and that, you know, failure is still progress because you're learning, Yeah, you know, um, cause it's not always going to be perfect. Yeah. And sometimes failure just is like something that supposed to happen. Yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. that kind of falls back into the trust. Yeah. Conversation for sure. What about you? Stuff is really like, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of like laying outside and watching clouds. Yeah. And watching trees blow in the wind and watching sunsets and just like being in nature but like noticing that I'm like a part of it kind of thing and really like hippie communing with nature has yeah. been really really good for me because it kind of seems like this thing that like it's like moving art all day long all around us but that so rarely do we like stop and really appreciate the magnitude of how awesome, you know, like the natural world is around us. And that, that to me feels really loving to like have this huge grand appreciation for all of this insanely cool natural environment. And then for me to sit inside of it and be like, Oh look, and it's me too. You know, right. like I'm that it kind of, of elevates me to this place of like, Oh my God, I'm so awesome. Cause I'm part of this mm -hmm. awesome world. And that, that feels really good. Um, and I've always been like the stream of consciousness journal, what comes out, which here lately has been like these interesting awarenesses or reflections of like how usually I see things like I'm really doing it. Like 
I'm really doing the thing and it's like working out and all these <laughs> things and like look at what I did and that it's more of like a uh, a celebration of all of these little details. I was on my porch yesterday that is a disaster, okay? Like there's a lot going on out there. There's like a couch, but there's also a like a mattress pad out there because you had a couch, you could also lay on the floor on the mattress pad. Mm-hmm. But then there's also plant stands and things that we had to move out of the way so there's nowhere to put them but the back porch. So it's kind of chaotic back there, is my mm-hmm. point. But the weather is so freaking beautiful that I spent like three and a half hours yesterday sitting on my back porch doodling in my passion planner and writing random things that like came to me, drinking coffee on the back porch. And I made like a whole pot of coffee because I intended to drink Dang. coffee for hours, you know, and not just like one cup in the morning. And I was laughing as I was going through, I was looking on Pinterest for something. I don't know what. And I had this Pinterest board called Coffee Drinking Porches. And it was all of these like fabulous Better Homes and Gardens porches that I had pinned, you know, like a wraparound porch. with, a, But that the whole board was like how much I love drinking coffee on porches. And I was like, oh, my God. You're living it. I'm living in a coffee drinking porch right now, you know? Like, and it doesn't look anything like any of these, you right. know, things that I pinned. But it's actually super perfect. And that, and it was like a, this full circle thing where, like, Aubrey was out in the backyard building dirt jumps in our backyard. Because that's <sighs> what we do now. Um, and the dog was, like, curled up in my lap, you know, like, under the blanket. And I had the coffee and I had all the things. And I was like. This is so freaking great, you know? Like, how much better could my life get? Like, way to go, me. And I know. So those are the things that are, like, making me love on myself more is these understandings that, like... These really tiny things. Yeah, and that I I wanted the coffee-drinking porch, right? But let's be honest. Like, I don't really want it to look like (laughs) that picture anyway. Like, I just liked the fact that there was a big lounger that I could lay around on the porch and drink coffee, but like I have a big lounger that I'm drinking coffee on this porch right now, you know, and that those things are very loving, validating as you start to see that you're creating this. Right. You know, it's like you have to appreciate that like what, who you were five years ago would be so proud or that like what you have now is like, what you would have wanted like the version of you five years ago was like absolutely you know how long have you been in your house five years five Five and a half years yeah and it was like six years ago yeah that you were like I'll have a house in five years I hate this you know your duplex your living situation well the universe had Mm -hmm. a way of taking care of that (laughs) also just like how some things progress without you even noticing it. Yeah. Um, I just launched a group program yesterday. It was yesterday. That I've been launching for about two weeks now. But it's been like a soft launch and it's only been to my internal clients. So it's not something that like I put out on social media or it was only for my existing clientele. And it was so funny because if you think about like when we launched ba- launched Badass's Guide to Feeling Good or even our beta branding, you know, thing that we did, like that launching a program and selling it was really complicated and had like this really hardcore process to it. 
and then had results. And I remember how hard it was to learn how to do that, how we were going to do it versus the way that other people did it, how disappointing it was to like put all the work into it, but then not really get much of a result or to put a lot of work into it and get a result that we were like, oh my gosh, awesome. You know, like that worked. And that was a little over a year ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, this launch has been like not hard and not super structured either and very in flow and has sold like triple what we've ever sold in any other launch, you know? And it was just a let it be easy kind of thing, you know, where it all kind of came in flow and worked in flow. And so yesterday when I was counting up how many people had joined and, you know, how many dollars had come through off of all of that, it was this moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm so in love with the fact that I didn't overthink this, that it got to be easy and fluid, that I was so unattached to the outcome, you know, or if it would be received or if people would even get it, um, that it made me really in love with how I'm working right now and was just like, God dang it. Why did I make it take so long? Like, why did I make it so hard? But that's not even really fair. Like, I wasn't making it hard and it didn't take that long, you know? Like, it actually didn't take any time at all. If you think about how many years it took me to learn to do makeup or right. to do, you know, like all of these things. And that I have so much self-love for, like, my process and the way that I'm doing things now as a result of all of the things I've learned over the last 18 months or so about how to launch a program and what to sell, you know, that, um, and that that's a really loving thing to acknowledge and see these growths in ourselves and be like, oh my gosh, look how easy that got to be for me and get to the end result. So that sometimes self-love becomes this like really new scale out and look back and notice all of the good that you're doing. Because I also could have just flipped over that and not paid attention to all of the things that were so different and so much easier, right. you know? Um, so yeah, self-love game strong. Mm. Working on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where else do we go? I don't know. Um, there's probably... Remember when we wrote pep talks? Mm -hmm. I feel like so many of the pep talks were like self-love. Yeah. Affirmations and activations. Y'all, these pep talks that we recorded are so fucking good. We really should release them. Well, we had so many <laughs> plans to release them yeah. and no one took us up on it. I just think that it was a different, I just think we are going to have to something else. Yeah. It was a different offer. It was a different thing. Because self-love activations and affirmations like that, when you mean them and when you deeply feel into them, um, are powerful. Yeah. So maybe try writing yourself a love letter. I need to go back and listen to those pep talks. I bet they're really good. I forgot what some of them are. I forgot what most of them are, actually. I do remember that Adelaide. I know Adelaide's because it's the affirmation that I made for her. So I remember that one. And you guys, it really is like one of the best. Her little voice. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure I would cry if I went back and listened she to it. She was little. She was four, I think, when we recorded that. 
maybe very newly five. Yeah. She was tiny. She was tiny. And she was really and had excited. had like a baby voice, super excited to be here in the studio and record something. Her little headphones. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was so fresh. cute. Um, sending you all the self-love and good vibes today. You guys have a badass week and we'll see you next time. Bye.